Do you always hear that one of the best marketing avenues is to attend dog-friendly events to get in front of the right audience, but there aren't actually any events around you or maybe there's not enough or the next one is too far away, then you are A, probably not alone, and B, you're in luck because today's guest just went ahead and created her own dog day out. And I mean like a proper dog day out, quite a big scale with vendors at a brewery, like completely went above and beyond, but it was not as overwhelming as it sounds. So if you're looking for a new marketing strategy to to kickstart some bookings, then tune in to this episode. Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club. Tune in as experts share their insights to help grow your business with higher sales, creative marketing, and kick-arse business strategies. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome back to the Pet Photographers Club. As you guys know, I'm Kirsty McConnell and today I'm chatting with Kelly Leffler of Kay Schultz Photography. Welcome to the club, Kelly. Hi, well, happy to be here. <laughs> so you're a long-time listener. I think you're still a member today. You, we always see you popping off at like different workshops and events and stuff. It's always nice to have, you know, somebody who gets involved in the community on the podcast as a guest. So thank you very much for joining us. As you know, what spiked or perked my interest in getting you as, as a guest on the, on the show was that you're doing these, or you did last year, this Dog Mum Day in collaboration with a bunch of other businesses. So I want to get into all of that. But before we do, maybe for the listener who maybe hasn't met you at one of these events before, hasn't seen you in the member zone, can you just give a little backstory, who you are, where you're based in the world, and what it is that you offer? Sure. I am Kelly. I'm a photographer for pets and their people primarily. I started in wedding photography and baby photography and finally got into pets and now it's, it's everything I do. I am based in Minnesota in the United States. I've moved around the United States several times, and this is finally where we call home. And I'm a mom to two kids, two dogs, two cats, so we're a well-rounded house of chaos. Um, (laughs) Keeping you busy, that's for sure. Always. (laughs) That's pretty much about me. I do mostly outdoor natural light photography and stick to my sunrises and sunsets. Nice, nice. Okay, so when did you switch or do that transition from weddings and kids and stuff to really deciding to focus your marketing efforts on pets? Was it pretty recently, Kelly? When it, when I went full-time pets, it was pretty recently. I just stopped really doing weddings this past year, but I started in pets after we'd moved away from Illinois, and I was just trying to find something to do before my business really started booming, and I volunteered at a shelter uh, and started doing photography for the shelter. And that's kind of how everything went into place. People started asking for pet photography and I started f- loving that more. I'll take a hyper dog over a bride any day. But, uh, <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> but yeah, so now it's just, I never really thought I could get full into pet photography and not have weddings as my bread and butter, but now it's definitely switched and I love it. Uh, that's awesome. Because I was just thinking when you're talking like, when was it that we were chatting and you were saying that, you know, pets is on the side? I reckon it must have been the conference last year or the year before. 
Or probably the year before. I think by this past year, I was finally weddings were like a side gig. Nice, and pets were nice. full. Oh well, great you. It's a. I know, like you know, weddings being booked so far in advance, it's sometimes hard to for photographers to make that switch. You know, it's like the security kind of being removed a little bit, but the passion is is what you've got to follow, huh? Yeah. Well, and it got to the point where I didn't have any weekends free to do pet photography for people that needed weekends, and so. I was like, and a three-hour pet session beats a 10-hour wedding any day. <laughs> For sure. And no mother of the bride to deal with. Yes. So, okay. So for the last, what, year then, I guess, you've been, you know, focusing entirely on pets. And I know, as I mentioned earlier, one of the things that really helped you, other than the working with the rescues, as you mentioned earlier, was this particular marketing strategy that you implemented last year around Dog Mum Day. So can we go into that a little bit? Just for somebody that has like no idea, what does that even mean? What is it that you put together? How did it all work? Let's get into like the nitty gritty of that. Sure. So obviously I'll do some minis here and there that are very specific to something. And we decided it would be really fun to do a Dog Mom Day mini. I have a friend who has a bow tie and bandana business and we decided to collaborate and we got a dog friendly brewery involved. They let us use their space. It's a huge event space that's got great natural light. And we from there started seeing if other vendors wanted to join us. It was a very last minute thing last year. And I think, you know, in May it starts to become vendor shows a lot, but we got a handful of awesome vendors to work with us. We decided to get a rescue involved and they were happy to have an event to bring their dogs to. And it just kind of spiraled into this big event. I had 30 slots for minis and they got all sold out in 24 hours. And then anybody who obviously came to the event who wasn't there for photos had a brewery to enjoy, that we had a selfie station, and there was several vendors that they could get things from. We got a live art digital artist to come. It turned out to be quite the event that people were talking about. So it's definitely something we were going to do again this year. But <laughs> So wait a minute, wait a minute. Basically, you and a friend who makes dog bow ties came together and just decided, hey, let's create this full-blown dog day out event. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, so let me get this right. Somebody buys a ticket to come or anybody can come and there's no there's no cost to arrive? So anybody could come. The only things you had to purchase is we did a dog mom yoga. But if you wanted cool. to come to that, you had to purchase tickets for that. And if you wanted to do a mini session, you had to do that pre-purchase ahead of time. Okay, gotcha. Okay, sorry. It's an open day event. Basically, anyone can come. It's hosted at a local brewery. There are stalls, from what I'm getting the idea of here, that cover a range of different things as well as activities. Is it right? Yes. And uh, it, we did, so there's the National Dog Mom Day, which last year was the week after Mother's Day. I believe this year it is the day before Mother's Day. Uh, okay. And last year we decided to do it on Dog Mom Day. Nice, nice. Okay, so... This is great because often like I'm always telling like students at business in my business foundations challenge or just, you know, anywhere basically that, you know, one of the best ways to market is to get yourself in front of the people that you want to work with. Right. And who you want to be as clients. And one of like my best 
avenues was attending events. So like in Australia, we have Million Pause Walk. So it's like this big charity walk. I think you have the equivalent in different places. And there's like this event that you just described basically and I would book a stall and be part of it. Other times, you know, like I've done, we've had like a doggy day at the beach event or pups at the pub, like all these different events that are hosted by somebody else that I've joined. But for the photographer that maybe wants extra events to attend or there aren't any events already in your city or town, well, you've just gone and created your own. So that means everybody else can as well. (laughs) So this is great. I want to get into like the logistics because I imagine it was like quite a lot to put together. (laughs) Is Is that true? Yeah, I think a lot of it fell into place nicely. So it wasn't as chaotic as it could have been. But yeah, at the beginning, the logistics was a little crazy just in deciding who we wanted to reach out to and then going from there. But obviously we had a few vendors in mind or venues in mind, but the brewery that we, that was our top pick obviously was happy to have us. So that was awesome. And then after that, that's when we decided, okay, let's make this less than just a minis event and more of a full-blown event. So we had to go to the brewery and kind of space out how many vendors we could invite and then figuring out which vendors to invite because obviously, you know, everyone and their brother seems to have a, a bandana company, which is awesome, but we didn't want multiple bandana companies, just like mm-hmm. we didn't want multiple homemade treat companies. So we would pick a person that we either knew personally or we knew the business of, and then we'd contact them and wait to hear back from them before picking somebody else. That way we had a very unique grouping of vendors. Yeah, beautiful. Okay. So, sorry, Kelly, was the entire event a fundraiser at all, or it was just like a dog, a day out with your dog? Yeah, we actually decided since we got the rescue involved, we did a little bit of a fundraiser. Each vendor donated a item to a raffle. And then we let the rescue be in charge of the raffle so that they could take in all donations. And they priced it, I think it's $5 for a ticket. And I think we raised about $500 for them. We could have done more into that advertising, but that was more of a last minute idea. I think this year we'll push that a little more. That's great to hear though, because we often, like when we host these kind of events or this kind of thing, our default as pet photographers, because we're always talking about it, is to straight away make it some kind of a fundraiser. And to hear that you ran this successfully without branding it as like, oh, and this is to raise money for X, Y, and Z, that's really interesting, I think. So Okay, so the vendors to participate or to come along had to donate this $20 or $25 item for the raffle. Do they have to do anything else? Was there a storeholder fee? Was there like, I don't know, was there any other conditions for them? Since this was our first event, we decided that we would just keep it open and not charge a fee. Obviously, if it becomes bigger in the future and it becomes more of a people applying, we might try and do just a small fee and that could also go to rescue. But for now, it was just the the entry level was being able to donate to the raffle. Yep. Okay. Nice. So that's great because that means that you could really select the businesses that you wanted to work closely with, that you wanted to support and everybody could afford to come. It wasn't like, oh, there's this brand new business just down the road, but they can't afford it because it's a hundred dollar stall fee, for example. I mean, there was, you know, they should, they can all afford to come as long as they have time. Right. Yeah. 
Mm. Okay. That's beautiful. Okay. So did you kind of pick the storeholders based on businesses that you know, or was it like a bit more strategic than that? Was it like, okay, at one point I would like this dog bed company to be like a commercial client of my photography. So I'm going to get them involved. Or at one point I would like, I don't know, like to do a collaboration with this particular, you know, dog trainer. And so we'll invite them to come. Was it strategic like that or it was not really thinking that far ahead? It was less strategic. It was more who we knew in the community that we could reach out to. I did do a push on Instagram, just kind of asking people because I wanted some sort of a artist, whether it was live art or not. And I didn't personally know anybody. So I did a post on Instagram and had a few people commenting the same person. So I reached out to them. But yeah, most of it was just people we knew in the community already. Mm-hmm. Nice. That, well, I guess uh, it was... we worked with in the past. Yeah, nice. And because it was the first one, I guess I can imagine myself at least <laughs> being like, okay, well, we just need vendors, you know, like preferably the better quality, I mean, best quality, but you know, that stage are usually, I mean, at least me, maybe you're more confident than me, but I'd be freaking out. Like, is this event even going to be successful? I just need people. <laughs> Did you have that yeah. Well, and sometimes the biggest worry for me is if they don't have to pay to be a vendor, there's no, nothing keeping them from not showing up. So that's one of the reasons we really wanted to pick people that we knew and trusted that would come. And then also because we knew them, all of them were helping with the social media promotion. We had like a group chat going and I think that also helped the event that everybody was self-promoting and event promoting. Yeah, yeah, nice. I was going to ask you about the marketing. And in fact, that is probably a nice place to wrap up the first half of the interview. And we might save that goodness for the second half about marketing the event, branding it, how it actually became like a profitable thing for you as a photographer. Like, is it worth doing it? Well, it's obviously worth doing it again because you are. But at the moment, we've just spoken about this amazing day that you've created for pet parents, but dog moms in particular, I suppose. But definitely, you know, getting into the details of of why it was so great as a photographer is going to be great because you've only really touched on the fact that you were selling these mini sessions and they sold out. So let's get into the details of those, but let's save that for the second half of the interview. Just before we do that though, Kelly, I just wanted to ask you real quick because your business name is Kay Schultz Photography, which is your maiden name. And now you're married. Your name is Kelly Leffler. So um, has there been, cause this is like, I know this is off topic, but this is something that I do see being discussed quite often around like the importance of business names and connections and stuff. So was there anything like any issue with that whatsoever for you or you, it's just nothing for you to even think about? I haven't had anything professionally or business related that's been a problem. I think most people don't really always correlate it. They just assume, you know, business, casuals, photography. Every once in a while when I've given like a, a Christmas card from a client or, you know, a thank you note, I do notice some people will write Kelly Schultz or sometimes when I get a phone call, people will ask, is Kay there? But other than that, I've never seemed to really have an issue with it, especially now with the, with Instagram being a big thing in my business. I, I try to show up a lot there. So I think people know me and know who I am. And I think that helps with any of the confusion that there would be. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just that as, you know, when it's our business and we're in it, 
it's all we think about and we're not all, but you know, and uh, you know, probably we're just overthinking it when we worry about business name changes and this kind of thing. I mean, the client probably never even sees your last name. I mean, you probably sign off in your emails, Kelly, right? Yeah. I mean, and even if I do sign off Kelly Leffler, I don't feel like anybody's super concerned about that. Like, wait, is this the same person? Like, it's never it's never come up as a concern for me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's really nice to hear. I'm just think, I think reassuring, you know, because often we wear us, or not just me, but like I see these discussions all the time around people putting a lot of stress on choosing a business name. My initial business name was Kirsty M Photography, and then I changed, I rebranded to Bits of Bernard Photography, and I wish I just stood with, stood with the stayed with the first one, but nothing to do with any kind of confusion or anything. Just I find Bits of Bernard was quite a mouthful, and anyway, people would even write to me and say like, "Hi, Bitsa." <laughs> Which was like really funny. (laughs) But anyway, so I just think like stick with whatever you're comfortable with. And other than that, don't put much emphasis on it. I mean, Mercedes is pronounced different in every country around the world. And they're still one of the most renowned brands in the world. So what's the problem? And same with, you know, Louis Vuitton and whoever else. So (laughs) anyway, it was just interesting to hear your perspective because you're the one that actually is using, you know, a business name that's not your, your personal name anymore. Anyway. Thanks for sharing. And like I said before, we actually will wrap up part one of this interview now so that we can get into all the details in terms of marketing, money, and how come these events are really worth it as a photographer and why you should be hosting them. So before we do that, Kelly, can you just let the listener know where the best place is to check out your work? So I'm most prevalent on Instagram at just at K Schultz Photography. You can also find me at com. And obviously Facebook as well, but my most current and up-to-date things are always on Instagram. Okay, perfect. And as always, I'll put the links in the show notes to, to, to both of those places. So if you miss anything, just head over to thepetphotographersclub.com slash the dash podcast and search Kelly. That is it for part one of this episode. If you're a member of the club, you can continue listening to part two in the member zone or via your private RSS feed in your favorite podcast player. Don't forget if you're not a member yet, you can join today. It's just 10 bucks a month. You'll get to hear the rest of this interview where we get into all the details as well as all of the extended episodes from all the archives. We're currently up to season 14, so you'll get tons in there and discounts to events and all sorts of other goodness. So if you're not a member, you can head on over to join today. It's just at thepetphotographersclub.com slash join. Thanks for listening to the Pet Photographers Club. To subscribe to the podcast, check out other episodes, and keep up to date, head to thepetphotographersclub.com.